Hello and welcome to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hodgen, and I'm a food and beverage lover. From design to development and all the in-between, this podcast is about my life as a 20-something-year-old navigating the ups and downs of the everyday. So grab a cup of matcha or your favorite functional beverage, get cozy, and let's dive in. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 7 a.m. EST for a brand new episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be recording today. It's been a very busy day in the kitchen and just, I feel like a busy week in general, but all very good things. Um, I had some really cool podcast recordings this week. First with our guest that we have on this week, Rachel Anderson of Empowered Economy. She does amazing work at the intersection of wellness and female entrepreneurs and funding and tech and just all of those things and she shares such a interesting perspective about how women are very unique economic entities and how when we really put our mind to things and we really put our dollar and our energy and our work where you know our mouths and passions are we get amazing results and when we support each other we get amazing results and I love my conversation with her and it's just a really cool way to look at wellness and to look at all the work we do and just kind of remind ourselves of like how amazing and strong we are and then I also recorded with Lori Levine from Scott's Protein Balls which is an amazing protein ball company everything is vegan gluten-free clean no artificial sugars you know the whole nine yards that we love that episode will be coming out next week but my conversation with her was just so wonderful and we just talked all about finding positivity in really shitty situations from her breast cancer journey to COVID to just you know life in general when negative things come our way and just talking about how we react to those things and reacting to those things with positivity and obviously not on the toxic positive side because we always have to be realistic but being positive in the sense of you know yeah this bad thing may have really you know, put a wrench in my day or my week or my year, but I'm not going to let it control every other aspect of my life and just to keep pushing forward. And I loved both of these conversations. I'm so excited for you guys to hear them. And I have so many others lined up for the rest of this season. I'm like so beyond pumped about it. And this week, I feel like those conversations came at the perfect time because this week was so all over the place mentally, I guess. I don't even know. It's like, right before my period's about to start and my mental health and anxiety always just goes through these like insane up and down spirals the week before and so I've definitely been feeling that I've had moments of feeling like really good and really solid and like really okay in just like the work that I do and just I don't know my existence in general but then I've also had moments where I'm like oh my gosh I'm doing everything wrong I need to give up this isn't working like just fully leaning into the anxiety and I really don't like weeks like this I mean I don't think anybody does Um, but I think it's also nice to see you know like we go through these changes and we might have really bad days but we know good ones are around the corner and we kind of appreciate the good days more because we experience these like not so great days but I really have been working so much on changing my mindset when I have these shitty days and like trying to do very actionable things to make it better and I did that this week and I felt like the anxiety moments weren't as long and as painful as they usually are like normally it's my entire day if not more than one day that screwed up and now it was like a couple hours and then I moved on so 
that was some really cool shifts and I'm really happy that like I feel like I'm getting maybe some control but I was thinking about earlier just like I don't know just like my life over the past year because I kind of had this moment earlier this week um Wes and I were driving back from a concert in Philly when we were at home at my parents and I was just like so angry about my life I had like seen something that just kind of reminded me of my last job and it's not really necessary to like go into any details there but I had just like seen something that made me really upset and I don't want to say triggered because I don't that's not the right word but like for lack of a better word just like triggered something in my mind and I was so angry and so upset and I was getting so upset because I was like I thought I had worked on this like I thought I had moved past this I thought I had like kind of forgiven that whole situation and now I'm feeling all the things I was feeling before and it's kind of making me realize like maybe I really haven't processed any of it and my boyfriend said something he was like you know you don't have to like everyone like you can just hate somebody maybe hate's a strong word but like you can just really dislike somebody and that's okay like you don't have to reason with some really shitty thing that happened by somebody who really really hurt you and like tried to spin it as a reason that like you should still like them and like I don't know just like have a positive look of them in your life and I was like that is a really good point it like goes against everything that I believe in as a person because I just never want to have this like hate in my heart for anyone because I just don't think it's worth it and I think I'm at a point with a lot of my life in the past year of like I don't know just like trying to not give energy to it I don't think I'm like as fully moved past as I thought I was but I also just like don't have time and energy and just like don't want to devote energy to caring about it anymore so I'm this like weird in between and the same thing happened with some like just I don't even know like old friends that I have in my life that I've talked on here before but like we just kind of like lost ways we don't really talk anymore and I like tried to reach out and it just like didn't really go how I hoped and like obviously I can't force somebody to act a certain way but it was still really hurtful and I don't know like it was just sad so like all this stuff was kind of happening and I just felt really sad about a lot of the people in my life and just like kind of felt really alone because there were these people that I thought were going to be in my life for a really long time and now they're not and I haven't been for a while and it's just weird when you kind of get the signs of like there is really no fixing this like there is really no going back to like how it was before with like friends or with maybe like an old job or even an old relationship like you really can never go back you may reconcile but it's never going to be 100% the same and I think that's a really hard pill to swallow especially when it comes to friends and especially when it comes to like long-term relationships and so yeah I don't know it's been a weird week when it's come to all that because again these were like all things I thought I had like moved past quite a bit and it all came up and I know we're in eclipse season and I'm sure that probably has something to do with it But it was still just like I was not expecting to like be thinking about all this right now and I'm like still trying to not be sad about it but it's really hard and yeah I was talking to uh, this health coach I'm working with who I'm also doing some work with for Wholesome. Um, We were talking about just like why do we have to suffer mentally like before our periods start? Like why do we have to go through these cycles? Do we have to go through them? Is there a way to fix it? 
Like, is there something we can take, something we can do, whatever it may be? Like, I've tried all the supplements and they help with the physical symptoms, but none of them have helped with like the mental symptoms. So if you have any suggestions out there, please share because we were talking about, we're like, there has to be a way. So yeah, through all this, I'm just trying to stay positive and like look at the silver linings through it all. And like this week has been a really good week for work. It's just been like, you know, could have been better maybe mentally in like aspects of my personal life. But I guess that's just how it goes and trying not to give too much energy to things that don't make me happy and, you know, finding the silver linings. But with all that said, we have an amazing segment from our guest, Rachel Anderson. We just chat about what it is that makes women just so freaking cool and why they have so much power as economic entities, both in the wellness space and in entrepreneurship and in just our lives at large. So very excited for you to hear this conversation. Let's get into it. Thank you so much to Sun & Swell for sponsoring this week's episode. Sun & Swell Foods is the nation's first online plastic-free grocery store. You can shop their assortment of delicious, healthy foods in plastic-free compostable packaging. And if you don't have access to compost, you can send the used bags back to them via their compostable send-back bag program. And about their products, they are delicious. 100% plant-based and vegan, 100% gluten-free, 100% real foods with no added preservatives or ingredients. And did I mention they come in compostable packaging? So, so if you're looking for a more planet-friendly pantry, shop Sun & Swell and get 20% off site-wide when you go to sunandswellfoods.com and use code CITRUS at checkout. That's 20% off your entire order when you use CITRUS at sunandswellfoods.com. Hello, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I would love for you to just give everybody like a rundown pitch of yourself and everything that you do, just so everybody can get an idea of who you are. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for the invitation. I'm super excited to be on this podcast today and share more about my life and journey and health and wellness and women's entrepreneurship. I like to say I work at the intersection of women, food, and entrepreneurship. I grew up on a small island. I have five sisters, three brothers. My parents love to garden and work in the orchards. And so they really modeled caring for the land, caring for our bodies through healthy cooking and uh, fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that. And when I discovered I had food allergies in high school, that really catalyzed my discovery of nutrition as a science, eating to feel better, discovering things like what inflammation does to our bodies. And so I pursued my undergrad in food and nutritional sciences at Seattle Pacific University, which is a private Christian college in Seattle, Washington, and studied all types of different things there. And after graduating, worked at a nutrition biotech startup, transitioned into tech. And then while working in fintech, just had an interest in understanding women as unique economic entities. From there, did a lot of research about women as consumers, entrepreneurs, and investors. From that, started the Empowered Economy, which is a community for female food founders, leaders, and innovators. Excited to share more that more about that today. But that's really the space I live in and love. On my own time, I love to cook and find recipes and bake and spend time outdoors hiking or playing sports and all that type of fun stuff. That's amazing. Well, I'm just, I'm so glad you're here today and I'm so glad you're just here to share everything that you're doing. Can you 
give me a rundown and kind of describe to me what women as economic entities mean and how you feel women can harness this power that they have. That really was where it started for me when I began to host roundtables with women in finance. And I just wanted to know more about their stories, about their journeys. And then I had a a financial perspective in the way where I began to understand the way that women spend and save and invest. They're very different. We're really unique in that way. And so that helped me understand, wow, women as consumers, we have 85% of consumer spending. We make the majority of buying decisions and have a lot of buying power. And women are in a unique way drawn to the principles of sustainability, honesty, quality, and community in the things they shop for. And these are high standards that they have. And so they're looking for products that are better for themselves and for the planet. And for women as entrepreneurs, the number of women founders is increasing exponentially every year. And Black women actually represent the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. That was some research that came out in the last couple of years. And women as entrepreneurs, they're really fueled by a desire to compete, to collaborate, and to contribute to social good. And then women as founders or women as investors and venture capitalists um, on the funding side, they are twice as likely to invest in startups with one female founder and more than three times more likely to invest in a female CEO. And so those numbers are staggering. And what it means is that being able to tap into the female consumer, what does that mean? Obviously, you're going to be able to do that best if you have women in leadership at your company. But just understanding the way that we make decisions, I think is really important. And being able to capitalize on understanding as women, that our wallet is our ballot and shopping for healthy foods, buying healthy foods, supporting these brands, that's going to be better for you, your family. That's so interesting. And I guess something I've never really thought too much about. So you're saying that, you know, women have a lot of power to like with their wallet and like that's almost their ballot of sorts. So how do you think women's unique interest in the food and wellness space has shaped the industry at large? Yeah, there's a lot of really great research around this and some that I was actually a little bit surprised by. Some I think you can understand that's mm-hmm. probably what it, you know how it's going to be. But research shows that women are more receptive to their mental and behavioral health and are more likely to seek health-related information. They're also more frequent users of well-being apps. And they focus on the nutritional value of food, they prioritize healthy eating, and they eat a more nutritious diet. So it makes sense that they'd be looking for certain types of products. And according to Pew Research Center, which um, is one of the foremost institutions in this country, women do more cooking and more grocery shopping. And one app that I want to give a shout out to is Spilt. They have two sister founders who I actually met at an event in Brooklyn. And they have this app where you can save, organize, review, and share recipes. You can also create meal plans and grocery lists. And they started this because they began to cook a lot during COVID and just began to understand how tedious and difficult it is to go from 
seeing a recipe online to getting the right ingredients and then cooking that and, you know, trying to make note of how that went for you. And they solved this problem and created an amazing solution, an app that I love. I use every single week and they wanted to share that with the world. And so in that way, they are creating solutions to these problems that, um, things that women think about a lot, like we grocery shop a lot, you know, we're all big ladies when we go to Whole Foods or Trader Mm -hmm. Joe's. That's so interesting. I'm going to have to check out this app because it literally sounds right up my alley of something I'm so so interested in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I love that. So kind of switching gears a little bit, when we were talking before, you mentioned that you're gluten-free and Mm -hmm. that you are very big into food and very big into cooking. So what would you say are like your go-to wellness beverages snacks foods like even like the favorite recipe you've made recently kind of anything in that range absolutely well i would be remiss if i didn't spotlight some of the women that are in my community who absolutely. also happen to just be founders of brands that i really love many of them are here in new york city such as 16 mil talia it's gluten-free refined sugar-free vegan donuts and breads mm. They're just amazing. It's like you can truly have your cake and eat it too with that. And Anjali's Cup, she has a line of incredible turmeric-based products full of beans kitchen. They have pancake waffle mix that's really high protein, but also vegan. Um, Fruiline, which is the most luxurious trail mix you will ever eat. (laughs) Just super fresh, super crunchy, good stuff. Parch, which is a non-alcoholic drink that, get this, it's literally based off of plants and species that are that like work together in in a in a desert environment so like the flowers and the plants and you got to check it out it's one of the best brandings that i think is in the market yeah and um the founder Ilya is just a wonderful woman and um and then get golden the founder janelle manzi is literally a ballerina with the New York City Ballet. Insane. Loki also has this <laughs> brand. And she, similar to what I was saying about the Spilt Girls, is she had this problem where she just couldn't find enough high-quality, nutritious foods and snacks that kept her energy up while she was doing all this dancing and being really active. So she just experimented a lot on her own in the kitchen and then created something that was amazing. And then went out and gave it to the world. I mean, the generosity and altruism of these women founders is Mm -hmm. amazing. And they're building these awesome brands. Um, Sibylle Teas, which has a line of teas with affirmations. And I just love, it's like, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am important. You know, things that we should be thinking when we're putting these really high quality foods in our bodies. Um, Square Fair has like personalized nutrition meals you can get delivered. Um, and other brands of women that aren't directly in my community, but I just love um, shopping and supporting them. One Trick Pony, which is a brand of peanut butter. Fun mm. fact, I literally love peanut butter. Oh, I'm I like love a, that. I'm like a puppy or a pony. <laughs> or, like I crunchy salty peanut butter. Oh, like, it's the best. Those ingredients. Super clean. Yeah, I just I just love that. Um, and then Siete, they have a lot of oh, yes. free chips. They are everywhere in the market. Um, and uh, a wonderful Latina founder who does the entire company with her family. Um, Simple Mills also has a female founder. They have grain-free crackers. Um, 
chips and and different things like that that just make it really easy to eat healthy on the go uh urban remedy has a lot of clean ingredients mm-hmm. like protein bars juices smoothies uh honey mamas that's a oh i love that in oregon yeah she's everywhere now. i know and um just yeah again clean whole food ingredients obviously the ideal is that you could eat fresh fruits and vegetables and i love um, being able to do that and, you know, cooking a lot on my own. But when you're on the go, if you need something quick, check out these brands. They focus on nutrient density instead of caloric density. So they have whole foods that have naturally occurring vitamins, minerals, instead of just fat, sugar, salt. Um, right. So you're going to feel good and uh, you know that you're supporting something amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing all those brands with us. And I'll have to highlight them all in the blog post to go along with today's episode so people can find all the links and shop on their own and take a look at them and stuff like that. But yeah, check out the rest of our conversation. It'll be this Wednesday in the exclusive episode. And be sure to follow along on uh, Spotify and subscribe to the Substack to get all that information. And all of Rachel's links will be in the show notes as well. Okay, so wasn't that literally the best conversation? Like, I'm just obsessed with Rachel and all the work she does. And actually, the day that this episode is coming out, I am doing like a little meetup for women in the food and beverage world with her in New York. It's at 6.30. You can DM me for the details. I would love for literally anybody in my community to show up. It would be so cool. And it's just for women who are entrepreneurs in the food and bev space, also content creators, or just anybody that has a general interest. It's at The Yard in Herald Square at 6.30 p.m. And would love to just see some of you guys there. And now for the food segment. This is like everything that I cooked today. I went ham in the kitchen because I got sent a lot of PR packages and I have some contracts with brands to create some things. So I was like, let me just take Friday and have a whole day of cooking and filming and all of that. And I'm laughing to myself right now because I just finished before I started recording this and it was so gloomy and so rainy and like the lighting was still fine, but like I love when it's like super sunny in my kitchen and now as we're recording this the sun is coming out and I'm like you've got to be kidding me like you couldn't have come out a little bit ago but anyway I was cooking a bunch of things and I made okay well first off I made apple butter but I didn't make just any apple butter because I don't know if this is going to make sense to anybody else but I don't like when my apple butter is like chunky I think that's why I never like store-bought or like pre-canned or pre-jarred apple butter because I want it to be smooth and it almost just feels like caramelized applesauce which I guess that's basically what it is but anyway I don't I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say but I saw Tess on TikTok she's also on Instagram but she posts recipe content on TikTok of her making apple butter for Canadian Thanksgiving and she made a smooth apple butter where she does it all in the oven and basically you chop up your apples and you roast them in the oven with the lid on for about an hour, then you blend it, then you put it back in the pot and you continue cooking for about three-ish hours. It is so good. It is so smooth and like caramelized and just perfect. There's no added sugar. It's literally just apples. It is amazing. I am such a fan. I also finally tried, do you guys remember, I don't even know when this was, 
like earlier this year maybe the girl on tiktok who went viral because she was putting smoked mussels with chili crisp on a cracker and i saw it and i was like not in my tin fish era yet i was still very much following like a vegan diet and i saw that and i was like i don't know um but now that i'm like eating a lot of tin fish again i got sent these sweet corn crackers from craze and said I would like make some content with them and so I'm making a four-part series of pairing different cracker flavors with different like tinned fishes I don't know I just like felt like it would be very fun and um so for the sweet corn one I was looking for smoked mussels could not find them anywhere in my grocery store so I got smoked oysters which I honestly didn't even know was a thing but they were absolutely delicious and I had those with some chili crisp. They were amazing. Then I made, what did I make after that? Oh, I made, okay, so the CBD gummies that I take, which I feel like I've talked about on here, are from Rose Los Angeles, and they are like inspired by Turkish delights, or I think they actually call them delights, but they're inspired by Turkish delights, which are like a small um, square gummy candy that is typically made with rose water and water and like a simple syrup candy kind of mixture and they're like gummies they're coated in powdered sugar and that's kind of how my cbd gummies are so i got sent this electrolyte drink and it's from leisure they have amazing packaging it's their lemonade flavor and i was like trying to think of something i wanted to do with it and i was like i could go the whole like mocktail route and like make something there and like sure that'd be cool but like I want to do something else and I didn't want to do a traditional like just gummy because I didn't want to use beef gelatin like I don't know that just freaks me out and yeah whatever and I was like that just doesn't that feels so boring so I did a electrolyte gummy like combo with a Turkish delight and I haven't tried them yet the process was very intimidating I honestly feel like I should have made like half a batch to try this whole process and then like half batch to do it again but they're currently hanging out in my fridge. I saw two different ways you can like leave them on the counter overnight but I'm leaving for New York at 8 a.m. tomorrow or literally I have to leave my house at like 6. Um, So they needed to be done today which clearly was not super great planning on my part but I just like put them in my fridge and yeah anyway um i'm hoping they're gonna be good i'm crossing my fingers i have a feeling they're not gonna be the most like perfect looking things but we shall see and then i made broiled mascarpone dates which i'm like on a mascarpone kick now because that was literally the best thing i've ever tasted it was so good basically you just pit a date you stuff it with mascarpone you chop up pecans and like roll the mascarpone part in the pecans and then sprinkle with flaky salt and put it under the broiler for probably like two to three minutes it is perfect perfect and then i filmed part of a segment for a video that i'm doing with the real dills new bloody mary mix of just making bloody mary ice cubes with extra mix that i had from before so yeah, a lot of fun things I'm filming today. I'm also so excited because in the sub stack that went out this past Friday, I was talking about my favorite things that I love right now. And the whole food section was all from this shop in New York called Big Night. And they have just the most amazing, unique, just like, I don't even know, like vibey. I hate that word, but you know what I'm saying. Like vibey homeware, foodware, 
and just like knickknacky things and I'm fully obsessed. I just like happened to find them on Instagram and it's timing up perfectly because they're in New York and I'm going to New York and it's literally going to be my first stop because I need everything that they sell. Like everything. I'm saving like all of my money to just go there and buy something. I don't know what it's going to be but it, I need something from there and yeah we're going to back to New York. Wes has a uh, work trip there and I'm just like excited to be back in the city. I was thinking about it and we're talking again about potentially moving out to the Pacific Northwest next summer and which that's like crazy to think about. I feel like we're like kind of going through the same story that I went through last year of thinking I was potentially going to move this past summer and now I'm kind of like maybe it's next summer I don't fucking know um but I was thinking I'm like wow like now I've been in New York quite a bit like since college like because of Wes and like because my parents live in Philly so like getting to New York is pretty easy from there and I've just like been there and like still been able to go back and I'm like if I move out west my parents are also considering moving out west and like I don't even know when I would be back on the east coast which is insane to think about and kind of scary and I honestly can't think about it too much because it kind of stresses me out because I love the east coast so much and so I really am like soaking up all the things this time and I just like I know I have to go to Brooklyn Bagel there's a really good dim sum place in Chelsea I think it's on 26th and 8th it is so good and I don't even know what else do I want I saw this cool wine bar that I want to try in Brooklyn and a couple other food things I've like highlighted that I want to go to and I'm just like I need to do it all now I need to try everything now so yeah it'll be a really fun trip we're gonna be there Saturday through Thursday and then we get back and we're going to the 1975 concert in Columbus for Wes's birthday and I begrudgingly got him not begrudgingly, I'm just joking, got him tickets because they're not like my favorite person ever. I think Maddie Healy's really fucking annoying, but it was what he wanted to do. So I was like, okay, like we will go. Um, so that'll be really fun. And then kind of like going back to what we were talking before in the little intro segment about staying positive and mindset shifts and things like that. I put this quote in the newsletter the Substack newsletter I'm trying to think what it was I guess it was on Friday too and it was the quote sensitivity is divinity and I just love that quote I saw it on Pinterest like of course I did like I feel like a millennial mother but I saw it on Pinterest and I was like this is just so beautiful and such an amazing way to look at sensitivity because I think a lot of times when you're being sensitive it can be looked at as a bad thing especially as women like we're always like told that we're being sensitive or that we're overreacting when it comes to literally anything in life but then also when it comes to our periods as well we're always told that we're overreacting and being overly sensitive and whatever else it may be so we're like conditioned to think that being sensitive is a bad thing and I think that's something that like I have really been reworking in my own mind like recently of just like sensitivity is not a bad thing and like it's okay to feel things like not everything has to be a positive feeling and not everything has to be kind of like a you know the answer to it already like we can feel things and not know what to do and that's okay like we don't have to have the answers to everything all the time and I think that can be really scary to feel because I think especially as women like we kind of 
feel like we have to have the answers all the time because if we don't then society has a certain view of us and I don't know just like men have a view of us and all that but I think you know going into this idea of sensitivity it's important to be sensitive it's important to feel your feelings and like feel your feelings and then think about the appropriate way to react and not just like numb it down or on the flip side like not just react right away and not really think about it and I think you know that's such a great quality to have to be sensitive and when I was talking with Lori she was like yeah like if you switch your mindset to always look for the positives and things you're not ignoring the negatives you know you're not ignoring those like down moments you're just reframing things of like okay I did go through whatever this may be, a really shitty thing, but like here's something I can look forward to. And the example she gave is like during her breast cancer journey, when she was going to chemo, she would always plan a fun activity for afterwards. So obviously she's like reasoning with the fact that she has to go to chemo. This isn't a great thing. How is she going to process those emotions? But she's also has this positive thing afterwards that she's looking forward to that she knows is going to be a good way to reframe her mindset afterwards. And I just like that's just such a great way and something that I've been trying to implement in my life after we spoke and it's already helped so much and I'm just like really excited to see like what the next couple months are going to look like because I feel like a lot of really great progress has been made on like the work front on my end and just like in like my mental health and physical health so we shall see what happens with everything but I mean I just think being sensitive is an amazing quality and it just gives you so much more time to process your emotions and have you know the best reaction that you can and just think about things in a deeper sense than if you just didn't think about it at all so yeah that is today's episode I am so thankful to everyone that has been listening and I'm just really excited for again the future of this podcast which I always say but I'm just very thankful for everything that happens here and all the people that continue listening and come back every week and yeah with that I will catch you on Wednesday with a full-length conversation with Rachel from Empowered Economy and then I'll be back next Monday for another one of these episodes and we'll have another guest episode after that it's just such a fun cycle so yeah be sure to follow and rate the podcast and subscribe on Substack so you don't miss a single thing that comes out. You'll get all the recipes, all the wellness trends, all the self-care chats, all the things straight to your inbox, and you'll find about find out about new podcast episodes right away. So yeah, with that, I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast hosted by me, Lauren Hodgen. Be sure to subscribe to our Substack and follow along on Instagram and TikTok to stay in the know, discover recipes, and so much more. Find everything linked in the show notes below and I'll catch you